what a tough game to like pitch. Like if you were mm-hmm. pitching this game, you're like the fuck why? Like that doesn't yeah. sound that fun. Ch- yeah. Check it out. You're a, you're a constantly rotating line dude. <laughs> and then you're just going to navigate through the world. Between, and, like, have you guys played roundabout? Yeah. Never even heard of it. I don't think roundabout that, rules. Is that the, the taxi? Thing? Yeah. The yeah. revolving taxi. I think I actually game. brought it up very briefly on the podcast, but uh, it's, I, I don't know. It's wild. <laughs> It's a great game. Like I brought it up in like reference to Grippy uh, about how it was like a game that you're combating the controls. Oh, yeah. okay, okay. But like the what's it called again? Roundabout. And Ooh. you're so you're like uh, a limo that's constantly spinning or something. Or maybe yes, yeah. <laughs> you're the f- world's first like rotating limo driver. <laughs> And all of the uh, like interactions with the people that you pick up are FMV. <laughs> oh, okay. It's, Whoa! It's wow! Great. It's a so. Great is it got like a little this? bit of like crazy taxi DNA that way? Then like, but no speed. And- There's no like. I mean, it's a top-down game, yeah. but it is not. I'm a, like picturing like an old-school GTA kind of look. Yes. Yeah, but like also like with some platform, like yep. I think you do get a jump button. <laughs> you eventually. sure do. Like- Why not? Hey, everybody! Welcome to Pursuing Pixels. My name's Kevin Portelli, and I'm here tonight with Randall Nolery. Hey, folks. John Hines. Hey there. And DJ Mandolini. Hey, boys. <laughs> What's up, Deej? And we are uh, back, as always, to uh, talk about some video games. But we are also here to celebrate our uh, two-year anniversary yeah. of uh, podcasting and starting up this Pursuing Pixels thing. So uh, we're kind of going to do what we did last year, or at least similar-ish. You know, we did kind of like a wrap-up of games we haven't gotten around to on the podcast yet, where it's like, hey, how has it been two years, and how have we not talked about this game yet? Right. Uh, so maybe something like that really is just important to us in our hearts, but also on our very, very first episode, we talked about Hitman, and kind of our approach was like, you know, we want to kind of find and discover little niche games or kind of cover indie stuff, retro stuff, and stuff off the beaten path with the podcast, but we also wanted to kind of encourage ourselves to play games that we wouldn't maybe play otherwise or like hey john's playing this or randall's playing this so i'm gonna sync up on that even though i wouldn't necessarily play it absolutely um and what we did with the first episode was dig into hitman which is probably something that we all wouldn't have expected to like as much as we did i don't want to speak for everybody but i think we all and i know john you weren't on that episode but i feel like we've talked about some hitman uh since then at least in some point i'm sure it's come up in uh passing but oh yeah yeah, I think uh, we decided to all revisit like Hitman 2 and 3. I didn't purchase it or anything. I just checked out the demo of Hitman 2. I Unfortunately, I tried to check out the demo for Hitman 3 on Switch, the, the cloud version. Yeah. And uh, I have two things to say about that. Number one, it was the same demo. Like the demo I started out on the ship level from Hitman 1, um, the very first like tutorial level. So I was like, oh, this is maybe it's just going to be this and that's it. But maybe it would have let me do another mission. I'm not sure. Huh. But. I am 100% anti-cloud gaming at this point. It, just, oh. it was just choppy Uh-oh. as heck. Just did not work. I will never <laughs> play a streaming game. I, I know I'm Mr. Hyperbole, but I will never play a game that I cannot directly access on the system or, or hardware that I'm running it on. Because it just, it was a really bad experience for me. 
Um, and I do have kind of choppy internet, to be fair. But yeah, I did dig into the first mission of Hitman 2 and ended up kind of really wanting to dig back into Hitman 1. But why don't we just kind of open the floor here and and dig into what you guys are thinking of Hitman and we'll just kind of all bounce some thoughts back and forth. Well, Hitman you 2, did that's that Bayside level, right? <laughs> What's that? Hitman 2. That's like on the water, the waterfront yeah, level. Yeah. Yeah. You pop up in the wetsuit. And like, man, oh. that it it was really cool. I really got sucked into even like the story. It just kind of it felt even though in the first game that I played not every mission in the game or every location, but I played enough of them where it felt like, OK, I get the idea here. But it kind of those just felt like kind of scenarios where like this felt like I'm truly like, hey, I'm spying on these people. Yep. I'm going in, getting a couple things and then, oh, they come home all of a sudden. It was like a really cool scenario. I agree. Where I was like, man, I'm in like I was like because the Hitman 2, it's like 60 bucks, I think, normally. But it goes on sale for like 15 bucks mm-hmm. all the time. I'm like, man, you know, half of me is like I already have Hitman 1 and I haven't played all those levels. So I should probably just do that before I spend more money on it. But at the same time. I was a little more sucked into this for whatever reason. Like, I don't know if the whole game, because I know it does open up like the next level is like a NASCAR or like an indie car racing, you know, so it's like a big populated area. It's not like this stealthy mission. I mean, they're all stealthy in a way, but um, but yeah, I just I really got sucked into where I was like, man, I kind of I might want to play through this trilogy all the way through. I, I really was getting into it. I completed the mission uh once in a really haphazard way in the back half of it yeah just like sprinting around just like oh i'm caught and i'm just blowing pit headshots left and right and yep. just get on that boat and get out of <laughs> here on, yep. um but that's the fun anybody. of hitman is like it can just it can you can go stealthy until it breaks down and then you just you gotta figure it out no, like i really like at least the way i play the level then <laughs> oh the God. way i play is i try, oh. i try to commit it i try to finish it like and commit to playing no matter what and then but if I do it really sloppy like that, then, yeah, I'm going to go back and do it again. I haven't had a chance to to do it since uh, then, but I really want to. Like I was like, oh, you can get a new starting location. I found a couple new spots that I can start from. Um, and, yeah, it's re- just really cool how these demos have like one low at least one level give you a real good flavor. It's like way, way more than a demo would offer, I I think. Did you? Uh, so here's my possibly negative take on uh the game is is that to me it felt like almost identical to one and not that that's bad like i really liked one but i didn't see much of a change it i mean it is more of the same i don't think i can argue with you there like even from like a graphical standpoint like it to me looks like the same and seeing like all the cinematics like are just kind of like dramatic still images where like no one's actually talking it's just like like you couldn't have you you couldn't have done something here i don't know i'm i'm poo-pooing i will say i was streaming actually when i did the hitman 2 like opening after i tested it out real quick i was like i'm gonna stream this and like i was mocking like the opening bit because it's like you're fl- you're like zooming over water, kind of like Born Identity style, but it is like PS2 water. I mean, oh, it looks yeah. terrible. It <laughs> looks terrible. Not good and, at all. And water is like, man, when water looks good in a video game, you're just like, oh yeah. And I get it. You're not. There's no like swimming in Hitman or anything. So like, there's no real point. You got to prioritize resources, man. But to but to open up the game with like this scene flying <laughs> yeah. over water is like this cinematic and it's just like this real I mean it real I was playing on Xbox One so it's like I yeah. this should look pretty good and the game itself does look really good it was it was kind of shocking to be honest because I think it looks really nice I know what you mean Deej where it doesn't. 
there's not like a vast improvement. But John and uh, Randall, did you guys dip into two? Did you dip into three or dip play more of one or? So what I ended up doing was I was coordinating with DJ to download it on the PS4. So I had to make sure that he wasn't online for the six hours it took to download. Oh, no. Uh, Speaking of our bad internet. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So that was not great. But then as I was playing it, like I almost immediately got like booted offline. (laughs) So like I was just like, all right, I'm not uploading any stats or any experience uh, to the pro online profile. I'm just like playing on offline mode and that was fine. Yeah. But like, I, I, I agree with DJ that it is kind of just more of the same, but at the same time, that's really all I wanted. Yeah. was, I just wanted more locations with different scenarios. Like I, was re- I've I've probably played the first level in Hitman One or I don't know if it's the first one but it's the like Italian villa I forget oh, what yeah. name of it is Sapienza, Sapienza I think Sapienza yeah, Sapienza. yeah. yeah. Yes. and it's that's such a fun level just to like explore and dick around in. Isn't that the one that we all played together yep. that one time at yes. my place like a few years back where we passed the controller around? I think we've mentioned this on the podcast a few times, but like we would pass the controller around. I think there were like five or six of us and we would the only rule was, OK, you got to try to complete the mission. And none of us, I don't think, ever completed it. But <laughs> it was like you can't do anything that the previous person did, which, number one, is was really fun and hilarious. But number two, really like shows how much Hitman, like how much thought they put into these levels. And oh, like yeah. How much. They're kind of these scripted events and stuff where like, yeah, you can go and do these exact kind of like, oh, I'm going to find this poison and poison the drink and trigger this event. Yeah, event triggering, essentially. But there's also ways that you can just like sneak up on a balcony and snipe somebody and then just run for it. Like you can do whatever you want. And I love it. Oh, Um, that's that's exactly what I was doing. But like I had what sniping people. Well, (laughs) balcony, I ended up. (laughs) What I ended up doing was I think I put like in like if you explore the area in the first level of Hitman 2, like you can if you're snooping around long enough, you can hear like the repairman for the ventilation system leave a message on the answering machine. Yeah. And like I was like, oh, cool. I'll just I'll put poison in the air conditioning machine. But like (laughs) I did that. But like I had waited too long and the target had moved out of the house by that time. (laughs) So I was like, ah, shit. I had to like then move and be like I I, then I had already been spotted and I didn't want to start the whole mission over. So I eventually like was just sneaking through the tall grass and like got to the point of like I can't. It's too loud. I can't lure them out with like a coin. And they're just like, (laughs) eventually, just like, that's when you break out the silence pistol and just start shooting. And it didn't work at all. I'm so (laughs) bad. Like, I am unbelievably bad at these types of games. I just just (laughs) don't get it. I am also. Uh, like go ahead charge in make a lot of noise kind of player in every <laughs> but that's first fun. person or third person shooter i like, mean you can do that here you can do that in this <laughs> and game I, and it's a totally different game if you yes, do. it is which is awesome and game and i'm also not good at it and <laughs> I, uh, I i ended up playing through 
or well, multiple times never completing <laughs> this the first level and then the suburbs level where you're in like okay. a New Hampshire town with like a KG ex KGB agent and like one of the families is hosting a barbecue or, and like so and everybody's invited so you of can course. always go into that house and listen to the people like talking about like oh yeah that one neighbor is just really weird i tried to like go into his or like talk to him about his garden and he just wouldn't talk to me and <laughs> it's all the little <laughs> details are what i love about this series like just people being so obvious on like giving you hints in like natural conversation is like, oh, there's something really weird in the frog pond. <laughs> yeah. And then yeah. that the little, little side prompt, like shows up on your menu. It's like, yep. uh, I love yeah, it. But, but also really cool that like if you want to get fully immersed in the game, you can turn all those notifications mm-hmm. and map markers off and be like, hey, I really want to be like figuring this out as I go and have no upper hand mm-hmm. other than the ability to like look around corners. And just real quick to go back when you said poisoning the air conditioner, John, I did that, too. How hilarious was that? Like, you can't pour rat poison right. into an air conditioner. I was like, what the hell is this? <laughs> I couldn't believe it. Like, let me. I was like, oh, I don't have what I need for this. And then I was like, oh, rat poison? I guess I do. <laughs> like, right next to the rat poison was also, like, expired tomato sauce. And I was like, can I put this in food? Will they just get, like, food poisoning? That yeah, like, that's not going to be Probably, enough, yeah. Right? And then they run to the bathroom. And then oh, you, can, you can be yeah. hiding in the bathroom. Wait. <sighs> For it's there for a reason, Johnny. It's so that way you don't good. have to do you don't have to be like the wet bandits and leave the faucet running and flood the whole bathroom. I mean, I really wanted to do a run like because also in the first area they give you a katana and I'm just like, oh, really? Oh Jesus! It's in like Jesus. the safe room and I was like, I really kind of want to do the level with this, but I know I can't. Well, yeah, well, Johnny. I also, I also. What's that, Deej? Go on. You go on. I, I was just going to say, I also loved like in the in the first like level of the first or demo or whatever of the second game, there's like one point it's the safe room. I don't know if that's what you were just talking about, John, but like mm-hmm. it's like there's some kind of secret way to get into the there's this like the floor plan looks bigger in this room. And you're like, gotta look around this room and there's just like a painting on the wall that you can just clearly interact with and grab and it just like <laughs> twists it and opens the door. And it's just like. I don't know. It just really cracked me up the way it was just like, I think there's a bigger room in here. Look around for something secret. And there's just like an interactive object right in front of my face. It was just, it was really funny. Oh, yeah. I think that's what makes Hitman as a series work anyway, though. It doesn't take itself too seriously, even though you're often doing very violent things. Yes. <laughs> like, yes. And I think we touched on that a little bit in the first time yeah. we talked about it. It's just like, yeah, it's like not up our alley. We don't typically play. I no. guess we do play a lot of violent games, but they're usually pixelated. Right. Or like very abstracted exactly um in in ways but this is very much like hey i'm i'm murdering people but they i mean they keep it pretty cartoony yeah i think is probably good oh yeah. like not fully cartoon but yeah. i don't know but randall i know you haven't had a ton of time to dig into the hitman yeah. stuff i know you've been pretty busy this uh week but what have you uh thought what did you dig into yeah so i actually i i just jumped in and, and bought hitman 3 because i've got Ooh, the nice the xbox series x and you know it seemed like a game that was going to be optimized for it and hitman yeah. isn't just a series of three games it is a platform in which all of these games are levels or campaigns yes. that exist in this thing that you boot 
And they almost should have been DLC. I feel like just call them like, hey, the next batch of levels or something. And I mean, like you said, it does feel like a platform. Yeah. Like if you own Hitman 2, Hitman 1 is basically DLC. And if you own Hitman 3, Hitman 2 and 1 is basically DLC. Like that's essentially how they they operate it. So meaning you can boot Hitman 3 and then access everything from all three games. That's so cool. Which is the main reason why I grabbed it so quickly because they were saying like, oh, you know, we upgraded the engine for Hitman 3, but you can play all these old levels in there. Like, oh, that's awesome. Like, why wouldn't I? So I went ahead yeah. and did that and I did play the first level of, of Hitman three. And yeah, I, I will say it is, it is the same Hitman that we know and love. I, I wouldn't say there was anything that was too strikingly different from Hitman one experience or Hitman two experience, but I knew that going in, that was fine. Uh, so, and I did not succeed when I tried to play through that level. I never was able to like uncover any kind of like uh, like map of of the level that I was in, which really made things difficult on me because my spatial intelligence is terrible. So I kept getting yeah. turned around, even though I had random key cards and keys that I was picking up off of murdered janitors and stuff. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> the levels are huge, man. Like even early on, they can be pretty large and expansive. So you're like, I don't know what necessarily like where I am. Yeah. If you don't, especially if you don't have the map or the familiarity of the location. Yeah, it's- and, and that was the thing where i was like i wasn't sure if hitman 2 is just harder than hitman 1 because when i think back to like the fashion level of hitman 1 where like i probably killed so many people and just hid their bodies in the clumsiest way possible <laughs> and hitman 2 like i wasn't able to do any of that yeah. like I, that's I killed one person and immediately everyone was on me like, i do feel like it got progressively harder a little bit i think they kind of bake that in that they expect that you've played a lot of these you know experiences that's a good point. before kind of moving yeah. forward it, it did feel again just playing that one level of hitman 2 it did feel like they were maybe leaning into the Metal Gear Solid just a little bit more. Like, again, maybe just because that mission felt particularly stealthy and had a couple cinematics, like, within the mission. Mm -hmm. Um, At least the first time you play it. I don't know if it does the second time, but, like, when the convoy of trucks pulls up. Yeah. And it's just like, I was like, oh, this level might be bigger than I thought. Like, I didn't realize I'd be going back out into the grass and into the the beach and stuff. So, very, very cool, I thought. I I was pretty impressed and, like, definitely has me, yeah, I might just end up picking up those packages although i do i've hit i have hitman one physical on ps4 so it's like it would be nice to just have those digital on a yes. console. maybe i'll just pick them up xbox and it's very nice snag them all on sale over time yep but any more thoughts on hitman before we kind of move on to our uh, next little segment we got going on here just a little hint for john uh <laughs> the first level <laughs> The first level, uh, the way I ended up uh, killing my target is she eventually goes to sleep, and so I just smother her. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh boy! <laughs> she was on the beach for so long for me. Like, really? She walked oh, right into really? the house, and I just picked her off from upstairs and ran for it. Yeah, for me, <laughs> no, she was she started in the house, went right upstairs, went on the balcony with her her with her man and then went right to bed <laughs> so, yeah and he was like no. naked in a thong and stuff yeah. and like shaking around it yeah. was yeah 
No, for me, like I tried poisoning the air vents and like she just went basically to where like I docked. At you the guessed maybe the she, house. Maybe she smelled the poison yeah. or somebody detected it and they were like, we got we can't go in the house. We need to evacuate. We got to stand by this pickup truck that has explosives in the back. <laughs> just conveniently located and marked for you to chase down. The, the, the one difference I am noticing, though, sorry to sorry to keep going on with him Dude, no, that's well, we're here to talk about hitman <laughs> yeah hitman's uh, awesome the one difference i'm pretty sure it's a difference from the first one that i'm noticing is like so i've played through the first three levels i guess um and once you complete uh, a level for the first time except for the very first level like it'll say like to get the full experience we recommend you like completing these specific mission types yeah. Um, and then afterwards okay like, it will advance the plot and everything and like i think that's pretty cool like that there's like some things that you're kind of supposed to hit on because they're like well just to give you a f- these give you a fuller grasp of who these characters are and whatnot so i mean otherwise like i mean i tried doing uh this the second mission the the nascar one or whatever like yeah I initially did that on master difficulty. Wow! No, when I when I say did it, I mean I tried it. Okay. <laughs> and what is what is master? By the way, like, it doesn't is, is give just like it doesn't give any no sort of guidance with regards Oof. to like what the types of ways you can kill people. So like you are just right. like winging it, and like I just couldn't, like I couldn't figure out like there would have been no way for me to even if i discovered the like you know the the baked in plotted ways like still executing them it's like okay well you have to go all the way here now and like meet this person it's like i wouldn't know to go there to meet this person like it's because mm-hmm. these levels are just like so where, big like where you overhear someone like oh they're at the garage and then you're like well i have no idea where the garage is yeah something like that um so yeah. Well, how do, it, just real quick, too, how do you guys approach these games? Because I personally, I don't really look for the scripted objective. Like, the, I, those aren't fun to me. I like to kind of break the game is kind of where the fun comes for me, like, or at least, like, devolve it into chaos. I, that's where the fun comes for me. But what, what about everybody else? Well, for me, I... Do you typically go for the puzzles, Deej? I, yeah, so I, I, I took it back a notch. I do the whatever in-between uh, difficulty is, um... And yeah. like, so I can dis I, I go into a mission and like, I discover those like plots and like it then will guide you. But like, I don't go in with anything pre guiding me, I guess, because I think you can do that. Um, okay. But I, 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 I mean, the, the plotted ones are fun i mean i mean that again that's the strength of the game is like if you want to get into that you can if you just want to again i like playing it almost like an arcade game um just like can i complete this mission in can i get away with this crazy thing or can i get away with this or whatever i should try that but no on, on my like first playthrough it's like give me give me all like the stuff that they scripted around give me the most content <laughs> that yeah. let me fuck around after yeah what about you, John and Randall? Do you typically go for the scripted events or I, I, I yeah, a little bit, but like I I don't know. When I'm playing Hitman in general, I find myself just kind of collecting everything I possibly can and just like touching all the buttons to interact with all of the yep. systems just to see what kind yeah. of dumb shit happens. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm more playing around. 
If I find an item, I will pick it up. No yep. matter, like, until it falls out of my inventory. Yep. Like, I will pick every <laughs> item up, interact with every single thing. Like, I will get every prompt. And then, like, if it's a, if it seems like it's a cooler prompt, then yeah. I will abandon the one that I have. But yeah. Otherwise, like, I'll just be like, hmm. No, I do want to, like, impersonate, like, the realtor going in and showing this guy the house. Or, or maybe I want to, like, go into the sanitation workers, like, yep. and see what they're doing. Like We're on the same yeah. wavelength, John. Yeah. Well, that, that, that makes sense to me. I guess I more mean, like, I don't like to just, like, go in and, like, wait for the guy to stand under the speaker, like, in the first game and, like, trigger this actual, like event that's almost like a quick time event i mean mm-hmm. you don't have to press any other buttons after you trigger the event but like i like it more i get i mean there are some cool funny ones i know in like one of the games you can like kick the pope or a priest off of like a cathedral <laughs> top and like they land on a spire and get impaled like <laughs> I, I know there's just all kinds of crazy kills but i don't know i yeah i just like to push at the boundaries i guess a little more the systems yeah but uh, but yeah, I think we can uh, move on from uh, Hitman from our uh, I guess stepping out of our comfort zone, but it became our comfort zone with Hitman because we're we're all pretty big fans. I think we're very comfortable, uh, somewhat surprisingly. But yeah, I guess we're I'm just gonna for the lack of a better term or word, we're just gonna call these our comfy cozy games. There you I go. guess, <laughs> and we'll just kind of again talk about a game. I think I said this at the top, like a game we just haven't talked about yet on the podcast each. And I guess I will uh, take the lead and then we'll kind of go roundtable and open up some discussions, I'm sure, from there. But what I wanted to talk about, and I know I did mention this after a uh, Nintendo Direct really briefly, that I was really excited for the new uh, Mario Golf coming to Switch. Uh-huh. But we really haven't spent a lot of time talking about the Mario Golf franchise. We haven't. And what I wanted to really spotlight, and the reason I'm excited to have this conversation a little bit, because I think you have spent a little more time, Randall, with the games that I haven't really spent a ton of time with. I know a lot of people are really big on... I think it's the Game Boy Color and then Game Boy Advance, mm-hmm. Mario mm-hmm. Golfs, and some of the more like RPG-based ones. But the ones that I really got into were the uh, N64 and then the GameCube one. And those are uh, just very straight-up like arcade golf games. There's yep. no extra RPG elements or anything like that. And for me, that's where it's at. That's what I want. And uh, last night, I actually, I did boot up the 3DS uh, Mario Golf, Randall, because nice. I know that you're a big fan of that one, I think. Yeah, I played the crap out of that when that came out. Yeah, I remember you mentioning that, and I remember being a little bit disappointed with it. And uh, I did boot it back up, and I I forgot that they had a DLC for that game. One of the few DLCs I've actually purchased that had like six extra 18-hole courses, which is really, really nice. Especially because I don't Um, remember that game coming with that many courses in the first place. I was just going to say, that was my only problem with that game, was it felt a little half-baked. It was like three kind of regular, not like Mario-themed courses, like just regular-ish golf courses. And then there were six nine-hole Mario-themed, like really wacky, you know, like, oh, there's mushrooms you can bounce off of, there's cheap cheeps everywhere. Cool stuff, but like... I remember it feeling a little half baked. There's like mm. a, there is some cool online stuff and some like really light RPG ish stuff or like a, a separate mode that kind of gets into that just a little bit. Uh, but I, I didn't really get too sucked into that. But I did forget about those extra six courses where I was like, oh, at first I was like downloadable courses. I was like, are these like uh, like people made these or what's the deal? <laughs> and I was like, oh, yeah, I did buy that DLC. Heck yeah. Um, but yeah, I just like I spent countless hours like right after I graduated high school. I uh 
took a semester off before I went to community college, then took another semester off after that. Yeah. After I took a couple classes and like played a ton of Mario Golf in that time. It was just like my my go to downtime. It's like so relaxing for me, but like you can also like get really into it and like just you get like almost like it's like a mindless game. You know, you get, yep. you memorize these courses, you know what you're doing, but playing the tournaments and like seeing like the, all the right, like an N64 people be like, they'll have a great score. And then all of a sudden they'll just start dropping towards the end of the tournament and like, okay, I'm in first. <laughs> um, but yeah, there's, there's some quirks and like, I, I tend to prefer the more normal courses, but man, I just like, I don't know. I haven't given enough love to Mario golf and I'm really, really hoping that the Mario golf on switch at oh, least man. captures some of what I love of that franchise because I I'm, Me too. I feel like of all the Mario sports games, like other than Strikers, Strikers. the golf series doesn't get a ton of love. So <laughs> um, and what about you, Randall? I know you spent a little more time with like the RPGs or anybody if you've played any of the Mario Golf stuff. Actually, I think John's the biggest aficionado of the Mario Golf RPG ones than I am. OK, I played. Some okay, I didn't it, know that. Just just the Game that. Boy Color one. Like, yeah, I actually okay. have not played the uh, GBA one. But yeah, yeah, I, I mean, I'm, I'm a sucker for an RPG. RPG mechanic in yeah. any game, but oh, I, and I, not, I do obviously. also really love the N64 Mario Golf. Like I, yeah. that, that is my, I, I don't think I actually ever played the GameCube. Was that like Toadstool Tour? Yes, Toadstool sir. Tour. I even have, I have the like target, uh, bullseye bonus version or whatever. Like Wait, what did that edition? Uh, nothing. I oh. think I bought it way after <laughs> you were, you were, I think you were able to like use it and like publish your scores online in some mm. capacity Ooh. like not through the gamecube but you had like the you broadband could... adapter yeah, was yeah I, I don't know how it worked <laughs> but like there was some kind of thing that you could do and like there you could enter a tournament or something but by the I'm time i picked the, it up uh, used i'm one of the seven people that own a gamecube broadband adapter so oh <laughs> nice fantasy star online with that or unfortunately not but my oh. buddy does have that controller with the the keyboard in the middle which is just badass <laughs> i love that it's- thing it's a GameCube controller with a keyboard, with a keyboard in, the middle, in the middle. Oh yeah, it's incredible. It's the greatest <laughs> yeah. thing. Yeah, that's pretty. I gotta look that up. It's that amazing. sounds awesome. Maybe we'll put a link to it in the episode description. Yeah. I've definitely played it, but only only locally. I've not played it online. <laughs> yeah. Well, like for I guess for me, like you know, Golf Story came out recently and kind yeah. of like maybe tried to capture that a little bit, like a little Pokemon influence in there too. And for me, it was like a little wordy. I, I just want to get to the courses. I really thought the golf mechanics in that game were really cool. Mm. Even my brother, he's like really into golf and he was like, man, this is really fun. But I was like, do I really have to play like a 30, 40 hour campaign to unlock the rest of these courses? Yes, you do. Like Mario golf, you can just like win some tournaments and uh, easy enough to do that. The, the AI, they're a bunch of chumps until you get like the final courses. So mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I'm just a big fan. It's a great way for me to relax. I used to play uh, there was like this one mode, I think it was in the 64. No, I think it was in the GameCube version, but there, it was only par threes. It was like a nine hole, like DK themed course. Mm-hmm. That That's was only par threes. <laughs> and I could like almost get a hole in one on every, like that was what I would go for is getting a hole in one on every hole. Nice. And I could get, I think I did it a couple times. It, it, like I just got so into those games, played it a lot with my brother and cousin. I just, I had so many fond memories and yeah, Mario golf, love it. Can't get enough, and I can't wait for the new one. Me too. But it's been too long. It really has. Even they though the last the gen- one was on 3DS, which was the last platform, it feels like it's been forever. <laughs> yeah, and that one, again, it, especially with it pre-DL- pre-DLC feeling kind of half-baked, it's yeah. like, 
eh, you know, it just, it just didn't quite do it. Although, again, after I booted it up last night, I'm like, I'm going to play the shit out of this. And apparently yeah, I did. I had, I had a star ranking for every character except Diddy Kong. And I, so apparently I played the shit out of this game at some See? point. Um, yeah. So Mario there. Golf. Love it. Anybody else have any thoughts on Mario Golf before we toss it over to Randall? I uh, rented it as a youth and uh, <laughs> <laughs> for N64 and played maybe an hour of it. Wasn't a fan. Never played a single Mario Golf game. Oh. <laughs> wow. For what it, is anybody an actual golf fan? Like I, I grew up playing a little bit of golf, yeah. not like crazy, but like I took I played like in a league when I was younger oh, for a year. You were further and like, than me. Oh wow! Yeah. So <laughs> I, I played. I, golf I mean, it was a very times. not seriously. Yeah. It was just like you just show up at this time, like no on. skill caps. Like I played with my dad on some duffer courses. That's about it. I have. Yeah, clubs. this was. I haven't used yeah. them in years, but <laughs> I have clubs too. Yeah, I haven't touched mine in years, but I, I do have a little bit of that. Like. I, I do like golf, so I, I do have that background a little bit. Yeah. But uh, but what about you, Randall? What do you bring to the table uh, this week? Uh, another Nintendo 64-related uh, item. Yes. So I'm going to talk about... So wrestling's come up lately a lot here. Uh, WrestleMania just happened. Yeah, it sure did. Yes. It did. It yes. was actually really good. Yeah. It was... I, yeah. Two nights. Two yeah. nights. It was. And like, so I signed up for the Peacock trial because I'm like, oh, now I don't have to directly give Vince McMahon my money. I can feel a little bit better about this. Good yeah. point. Good point. It's not wandering through about uh, NBC <laughs> Universal, which is also Comcast. So that, there's problems there. But anyway. Yeah. But know. they can be the evil ones giving Vince McMahon the money. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and I can just enjoy the good <laughs> wrestling, uh, which was good. Exactly. Yeah. They got they got tons of talent there. They still. do. Um, so then that got me thinking, uh, you know, Tina and I were watching that a bit. We only really caught the main events because, you know, we've got a baby and everything, but, uh, those yeah. were great. And, uh, then it got me thinking about, you know, wrestling and wrestling games. And I'm like, you know what? I still got the Nintendo 64 hooked up. Let's pull out WWF No Mercy. Yes. Nice. yes. I've never played that one. Actually. Oh, my I know God. It's really? brilliant. I've only I had Warzone growing up. That game's not good. <laughs> it, it was to me growing up because it was just the wrestling game I had. But yeah, when I when I would play other ones, even like the WCW ones, I remember mm-hmm. being like, this is kind of cooler. Yes. Yes. Be- because Aki Corporation and Asmic Ace Entertainment, the developers, made both the two WCW games on N64 as well okay. as the two WWF games. And they're a Japanese developer that made, you know, this North American property, which is not something that ever really happens anymore, but it certainly did then. Um, yeah. And it's, oh, God, it's so good. Like the wrestling's still so good to the point where like something like NHL 94 that I've talked about before, there's still people that actively mod this game mm, in order to wow. play it with modern rosters because they like the gameplay so much. That is awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I love yeah. it. Like the, the gameplay is so good. Like it, it's very technical, but once you have it down like a bike, you'll be able to pick it up and just go again. Like every single button on the Nintendo 64 controller does something. But that's because, mm-hmm. like, when you really want to emulate pro wrestling, there's a lot of there's a lot going on. Yeah, like, <laughs> you know, you have you know a grapple button, you have you know a strike button, you know, you can try to counter someone else trying to grapple you or, or strike you. Um, 
you can reverse so you can try to like grab them from the back instead of the fronts, you know, run, you know, there's a lot of different things. So each one of those is mapped out on a Nintendo 64 button. And this is one of the unique N64 games that uses the D-pad to control your wrestler, Mm, not the analog stick. Which I'm, okay. you know, I'm always kind of a fan of of weird stuff like that too. Although you still use the analog stick as an input, which is even what? wackier. Yeah, that's oh, bizarre because it, it is kind of comfy to hold that controller in the D pad yeah. form. Like it's like, oh, oh this yeah. kind of feels like a normal controller instead of like a weird, I don't know, harpoon or sort of like a <laughs> uh, trident. <laughs> it's like the end of a pitchfork or something. Yeah. Well, that's what they were going for when they developed it. You weren't supposed to have three hands. You're supposed to choose like the best gameplay method for that specific game, whether it's, you know, 3D analog control or D-pad. Uh, yeah. And yeah, like it's so technical, but it's not overwhelming. I don't think it's like obtuse to get into necessarily. So that yeah. creates a real depth of gameplay that all of these games share, like to the point where I was at a game store recently and I, I'm like, oh man, there's that WCW game too. I should pick up WCW Revenge because I know it has the same engine, but it has all the WCW guys from the late nineties or whatever. Why not? You right, know, right. See the NWO, you know, stuff, all that. <laughs> yeah. Those, those no, I had a blast playing those. wrestling games for the N64 were yeah. like, they were the epitome of a friend's or neighbor's yeah. basement game. Absolutely. Yes. Like, I didn't yes. own any of them, but I played them all the time because yeah. someone in the neighborhood had them or, like, one of my friends had them. Even to the point of, like, being in high school and going over to a friend's house and then being like, oh, yeah, you guys have no mercy. Yeah, let's baby. Just, let's boot <laughs> that up. Let's, let's, <laughs> Let's you got pull that out of the brain hole and remember how to control that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Who was your go-to character? Do you remember? I, I don't remember because I, I, I never... So the thing is, I also didn't watch wrestling yeah. as a kid. <laughs> Back then, yeah. So I probably, like... Uh, God, I... Was Stone Cold Steve Austin WWF or oh, WCW? Yeah. yeah. W- well, WWF. both, but at that point, yeah. WWF. <laughs> right. Pro- I was probably always like Stone Cold. Yeah. Yeah. Stone Cold Can't is dope wrong. in that game, too, because his stunner move you could do very quickly and multiple times while you had your attitude meter all the way up at the top. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you do You do have to, like, wear wrestlers down quite a bit from what I remember you do. in all those so, games, yeah, but that's, which is it, fun, again. Again, like, it's technical. It's it's really a fighting game at its core, but there's, oh, yeah. like, arcadey elements to it a little bit in that it's pro wrestling where it's, like, it's really momentum-based, like... You know, you're yeah. kind of beating on a guy and you're wearing him down and his attitude meter is going down while yours is going up and you're reversing the stuff he's trying to throw at you. And, you know, you can do your weak grapple for regular attacks or your strong grapple for a series of like stronger attacks. You're building up your meter until you get to your full attitude meter. You're flicking on your analog stick to like do your taunt. So your meter builds up. That's do, right. The taunts. That's yeah. right. Oh, yeah. Like this is full pro wrestling stuff. And then once your attitude meter is full and you do your strong grapple, you hit your, your you know, that same analog stick and then you're doing the stunner. And then like you can do that a few times before it runs out. And it's just like, man, it just it feels so good to play this game. Like it real. Oh, man. I'm just looking at like screenshots right now. <laughs> like, grinning. This is. Oh, a, did you play with tina randall like were you guys playing against each other no, or just did you boot I, I just, it up against cpu play through so but she did watch me play through because 
<clears throat> this game, No Mercy, they had been building on on the gameplay and like building up the engine to be this beautiful thing that it ended up being. But what they really added in No Mercy was this championship mode where you have, you know, all the different belts have their own storylines. Ooh. Yeah. And then you, you know, select the character if you want to be Stone Cold or The Rock or Triple H or Mick Foley. You know, Mick Foley probably being my favorite of that era. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Love me some Mankind. He's he's awesome. Yes. Give him the mandible. That was one of the chants. <laughs> pull out Sacco. One of the chants in Warzone. Was Mr. Sacco. Like a- yeah. <laughs> yeah. When, when you got your super on, you can pull out Mr. Sacco and throw it right in his mouth. Nice. <laughs> Choke him to death. <laughs> but in the championship mode, there's got these storylines, and then you choose a belt, and then you kind of start from the beginning if you aren't the character that already holds the belt, uh, and you kind of, like, work your way through, like, and there's these kind of, like, decision trees that are happening uh, that, like, either you win or lose the match or you make a decision, like, Farouk and Bradshaw are like, hey, give us money or we're going to kick your ass. <laughs> and then you have to decide if you're going to give them the money you've earned or not. And, you know, if you do, then they protect you. If not, then you have to fight them both in a handicap match or whatever. And then based on the results of those decisions and those matches, you're kind of going through these, you know, the tree of scenarios to get to the end in each one of these championship belts. So kind of like something like Star Fox 64, you can have like different pathways, you know, through all of these different belts and scenarios. So like there's so much behind this. I was going to say it almost sounds like proto Mass Effect, like making choices. I mean, way more primitive, but like you're making choices, having different outcomes based on what you do. And oh, yeah. And like I, I went with uh, mankind to do like the hardcore, you know, championship. So oh like, yeah, in that you know there was like uh, you had a regular match, but then there's like no disqualification matches, and like it's not just in the ring. You can go in the, you know the backstage area in the boiler room, or like yes. you know like there's yeah. all kinds of stuff, and then you know you can pick up weapons like fire extinguishers and chairs and like put people through tables and there's ladder matches and you can be a guest referee and screw somebody over like all All that stuff's there like it's it's just so much fun and it's very very much like early 2000s so yeah but it's like a wrestling simulator that's awesome yeah like so like i i just love this thing and what's even better is this this specific cartridge that i bought used Someone else owned this before me, probably some kid in like the early 2000s. And yeah. you can create your own wrestlers. So there's created wrestlers from this kid, including like Eminem. Yes. <laughs> as well as like WCW, like he just added Goldberg and like Scott oh, Hall okay. and all those guys. So it's like, I That's can't awesome. delete this file. Like this has to be here forever now. So. Yeah, you're going to have to plug in that uh, secondary memory card into the controller for your own file. Yeah, it's too good. I didn't even get yeah. into like the context sensitivity of like where you are in like the ring and like how that changes the controls. Like there's just so much to this. It's great. Yeah, well, hopefully these games will potentially have time to dig into deeper in the future. Yeah. But uh, DJ, just real quick, do you have any wrestling game experience? Sadly, I've never you're played a wrestling game. I was going to say, you're the biggest wrestling fan of all of us. Well, so. that's, that's debatable. But uh, <laughs> no, it's not. Well, maybe. I'm the person who follows the most these days, yeah. I'd say that. Yeah. Um, you went yeah. on a cruise. I went on two cruises. <laughs> <laughs> two cruises. Jericho's oh, in this game. Y2J, oh, yeah. baby. Hell yeah. Yeah. 
That's awesome. And also kind of a shame because obviously the most recent WWE game just got totally panned. It's just like yeah. supposed to be terrible. And these were like kind of staples of the 64 era. Oh, big time. Mm-hmm. I would say is like, yeah, like you said, John, going over to your buddies and like, let's let's fire up the 64. That's what happens when they give it to a new developer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, John, why don't we toss it over to you for uh, for your comfy cozy here? Sure, sure. So my game is one that we've mentioned in passing while talking about a couple other games that I specifically sought out to scratch an itch. Uh, I think it was <laughs> Fell Seal, uh, Arbiter something, and about. Uh, Project Triangle Strategy were the two games that I sought out to try to scratch the Final Fantasy Tactics Advance yes. itch. Yes, that I have had since that game came out, and I initially put in 300 hours my into man. that game on my <laughs> original file <laughs> and 100 percented it. Yes, uh, like having that is f- ins- that's insane. Oh, I love God. it. And yeah, I had to find someone with a link cable and a copy of the game so that I could play all of the link missions. That, <laughs> <laughs> wow, that, that they I did will that never too, do huh? again. <laughs> There were specific yeah. like custom link missions. If oh, you did yeah. that, you had oh, to man. like coordinate with someone else in order to like send. I, like it wasn't even like you were playing against another person. It was like you have to like dispatch them to your other person's game. Uh, like, interesting. But the whole thing is that Final Fantasy Tactics Advance is such a singularly like expansive game like there is so much to do and it is so much like not randomness but like there is enough that like you can just customize it to make it be the game that you want it to be Mm -hmm. like the job system in that game is so complex and so like full that I have never played the game the same way twice like I've always gotten my like batch of characters and they're all randomly generated other than the main character and the like okay you get your main character human and then you have a secondary character mont blanc who's a moogle and of course yes and other than that every character has randomly generated names randomly generated jobs wow i don't know if i realized i didn't know that yeah i didn't know that either so and as you complete missions like it'll get like it'll a little prompt will pop up on the screen. It says, Oh, uh, someone wants to join your clan. And it's another randomly generated character name. And like that character is depending on what day of the month it is and what month it is. It'll be like what race they are and what job they are. Wow. Wow. And you then just start as, as like the game progresses, like you start ascribing like stories or like kind of, connect emotional attachments to these characters that have nothing they have no story there's nothing like that's actually like specific to them but you're like no that's the character that is my mage or that's the character that's my warrior and or they like help me complete that last mission like i couldn't have won that last mission without them i can't lose them strategy rpgs are always that way seemingly (laughs) and like yeah and is it that style where you like you lose a character for good kind of situation or no so you replay missions there are specifically so the the wrinkle in tactics advance is that there are laws which will forbid you to 
uh, like either use items yeah. or use this specific skill set for this job or okay. you aren't allowed to damage this race of character. Wow. And uh, like if you disobey those laws, you'll either get a yellow card or a red card and then those characters will go to jail and you'll have to like pay their like s- sentence fee and then like, you know, do X amount of missions before they can join your clan again in order to serve their sentence. But there are also uh, jags, which are lawless areas. And again, also the air uh, in the customization of this game, each area you place on the map. So there's a, each time that you play it, it's completely differently. Like, okay. There's not a set layout for where each area is on the map. And like, uh, there's there's so much customization in this game that like really does make it a unique experience each time, but these jags are lawless areas. But that also means that in addition to not having any restrictions on what you can do, if a character dies there, they're dead for good. Uh-huh. But those are specific to those areas, and you can pretty easily like one save before you ever have to do a mission in the jags, or also. Yeah you know, go in, like, there's the super, like, Totimas are the, like, special summons, and I basically go in with a full charge each time and just <laughs> wipe everything out off the map from the get-go. But uh, it's it's such a satisfying experience every single time that I play this game. And I've played this game, like, probably six times at this point that's like, a comfort geez. game <laughs> that, yes yeah, yeah seriously especially if like the first time i played through it has been like 300 hours like. okay i thought that was all of your playthroughs combined oh Jesus. no no that's just one <laughs> but like now, I, go, I ahead, just, go ahead oh no it's just like i know exactly what i want like my the main character is always going to be you know good at physical attacks and i'm like all right and i have to level him up in as a thief class because that's the best like stat gains you'll get from leveling up but also once you get five thief abilities you'll unlock ninja and then ninja can unlock dual wielding and then that makes it so much easier to unlock every other thing because you're just earning skills because you're equipping items and Oh, I I just love this game so much. This game is one of my biggest shames in my backlog that I haven't really played besides that first like snowball fight tutorial. But man, oh, I just like this. Exactly the, the same here. Is yep. Gorgeous. I love it's, the art yes. in this game. I adore that isometric. It. It's almost like Golden Sun. It kind of reminds me of just a little bit. Mm-hmm. Same era. Yeah, but I actually played a lot more of A two. Yeah. oh nice which i i really enjoyed my time with that but everybody else is like oh actually the first advance is is much better than a2 i'm like oh okay a2 <laughs> is great i, I yeah. think it does add a little bit you know it, because just of the nature of a sequel like you know they're adding a little bit more content or yeah. some other things and New i things, really do yeah. like the seek and gria like races that they add to them but they also like didn't add too many jobs specific to mm. those characters so like that's it's a little bit like thin on that end and then some of the extra like uh they had like an auction house in a2 yeah and that that's like just oh like adding more things to and it like complicates the game whereas i think a2 or the uh, original final fantasy tactics advanced like just has the like sweet spot of just enough customization without like having like you overwhelmed with mechanics oh, that sounds like my jam it's really yeah. great oh. 
And, and just real quick, do you feel like it's something that like if you're I know you have a pretty decent background in the Final Fantasy games, John, but is it something that somebody can dive into, like not having played any Final Fantasy? Like, hey, I'm looking for a tactics game. A hundred percent. Is it kind of its own standalone thing? I had it was my first Final Fantasy game. Oh, nice. Like, I awesome. Zero context for the series before that game. And very cool. It was uh, so great. That's that's interesting. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, why don't we uh, kick it over to DJ to uh, wrap up this little comfy section? Well, I've been feeling a little uncomfy because uh, <laughs> I went into this conversation thinking I was going to pick one thing and I'm going to pick a different thing now. Oh, oh. Which is nice. I was okay. waffling myself. My, I was my mind has been changing throughout these these talks, but uh, that that I Beautiful. haven't been talking during. But. <laughs> <laughs> I was originally going to start off with uh, I was I was going to I was going to cheat and pick both Double Dragon 2 and uh, Super C. Uh, my man. Contra 2. Because, Ooh, my man. Yeah. yeah. Well, growing up, I, I think I've mentioned this before, um, but like we owned just a lot of sequels in series but never like the original so we only had double dragon 2 we had super c we had castlevania 3 like it was just very those are I, all best versions that's yeah that's solid I, solid collection I, I agree um but those were those were also games that like um my dad and i would play a lot together and like nice. those were just the times i cherished so much totally. um, absolutely and also like those were like hard games that like yeah. you know even though we beat them before it's like i don't even know if we're gonna beat it this time it was just always exciting but i i forgot about some of our n64 gaming together and so my actual pick is going to be mario party 2 <laughs> Ooh, <laughs> yes that's one of my favorite photos of like our friend group at oh, my old yeah. apartment where we're like or our old apartment deej where we're like sitting right in front of my futon yeah and like it's like There's i think it's like joy me and Max on our faces and, yeah and we're just like we are clearly like everyone is in the game yeah and like i, I <laughs> ea I, ea sports style i and i don't know how much of like my love for that is nostalgia because like i yeah, I try to go like, were these mini games actually good? Like, yes, <laughs> they were good. The first three, the, were, I was just gonna say, one through three were solid. Yeah, yes. I, I, I agree, but uh, I, don't, I don't know. I, I'm always second guessing myself. Bumper balls is great. I need to shut up. Yes, the games. <laughs> oh balls yeah, bumper is balls a, is one of the best. Yes, <laughs> come on. Platform peril. Oh yes. yes. I would say my biggest my biggest gripe with Mario Party games is like when it goes when it leans a little too heavily into like the one versus three or two versus two. Like I'm like I kind of like the f- free for all games the most. No, nah, yeah. one versus three is where it's at. Yeah, yeah. it depends okay on those. the mini game. It depends on the mini game. Was Tug of War in our? T- or, I think that's I know, one. Tug of Bowser. Well, yeah. Well, like one and three were my main games. Where three I, for I loved sure for one me the most. But I never one was the one, one I had. Yeah. So I like, had one. Go ahead. No, just like three was the one that like I played the most because I owned it. Mm-hmm. But like one, I remember like loving the like different play modes. Like there was the mini game mode where it was basically just like going around a like single course and just playing mini games oh, and earning yeah. coins, almost arcade style. Yeah. 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 I, but yeah, go keep it rolling. Did you said Mario Party 2, right? Yeah, because I also I, I didn't own one. I rented it and mm-hmm. I, I preferred two to three. I'm not sure why. 
It was the, that was no two is the one with the dress up in every. Yeah, I was just gonna say, isn't two the one where you wear like the astronaut yeah. helmet and yeah. the cowboy hat? That yeah. was my cousin had that one, and I was always like, man, Mario Party one's cool, but I want the cowboy hat. Yeah, <laughs> it was dope. Um, and like I, uh, you know, rekindled that uh, excitement when um, at uh, at my work someone brought in like an n64 for people to play during downtime so there was yes there was some um, mario party 2 breaks a lot and that's you know, awesome that was, i i love that game it's just how yeah. often did you win i mean most of the time but <laughs> <laughs> well that was before they like changed it up to where you would get all the random like stars at the end of the game like it was always i think in the first no, you would, like you'd, bunch you'd, of mario parties it was at the, the end of the game it was the coin star the star. happening star yep. and then one other the minigame mini star. star minigame star yep. so it wasn't any of this like oh you you lost the most so you get a star it was like if you if you dominate the minigames <laughs> and you and you hold it down you don't need to worry about getting stars winners the only game. you can pick them up at the end like it was like the reward the for like even if you got screwed by an indiana jones boulder on the map <laughs> you know you you still can make a comeback at the end yeah and i don't know why they uh, moved away from like the board game model in some of the versions because like yeah i don't know I, yeah. I really liked that part and i thought that that was a like, core element like it's just well a, they do all that stuff now where like the whole party moves together along the board and stuff why, like that why? like yeah, yeah i don't like that and and mario party 10 whichever one was on the wii u and i know i've mentioned this on the podcast before too but such a great idea they actually it was five players instead of four and the fifth player would use the gamepad and you were bowser like you were actually That's trying to screw dumb. over the other players but i heard it wasn't that good i never oh. bought it mm-hmm. and i never i mean by the time i had my wii u i didn't really have like people over all the time to play with i wasn't like again mario 64 or n64 was just kind of like i was young enough to where it, i always at least had my brother to play with if not the kids in the neighborhood and whatnot right mm-hmm. well, maybe but yeah maybe any we'll, other we'll uh, right and hey another sequel too deej yeah, with the mario party right. 2 just keeping those keeping those sequels rolling yep. <laughs> um yeah i was waffling as well on what to pick but i figured hey if it doesn't come up in the next year of the podcast then i'll just have it for next year there you go so yeah but uh yeah i guess we can kind of roll into just uh, before we wrap things up uh tonight we kind of wanted to just talk about hey it's been two years and Let's just talk about our general kind of experiences through this process. What's everybody feeling? We're just going to kind of open the floor up and just have a little chat, I guess. Uh, You know, for me, on my end, I've really enjoyed, like, connecting with so many people, uh, whether it's in the Discord or on Twitter, Instagram, like, really have, like, you know, met, you know, not met, met, but, like, I feel like I've made a good chunk of friends, at least semi-friends, you know, that I would consider cool people that I would <laughs> like talking to, you know, every week. So whether I know them or not, I consider them kind of friends. And I, I really think this is like, that, that's been a really fun part. And again, also like when we started the podcast, we kind of went into it as like, we have all these games, Randall and I specifically were like really big into like collecting games and yeah. never actually playing them or, yeah. like, <laughs> you know, just being like, oh, look, at you know, just, just never really seeing them through. And we were like, hey, this will like give us that little extra kick in the ass to play some of these games and really dig in. And, you know, especially with my I've still been struggling with my recovery from my surgery. So, yeah, it's really given me just kind of a, a really nice like distraction, something to sink my time into and and mental energy like it's something to focus on something that's just been really really fun for the most part i mean there are some like when we hit hiccups like oh man the audio glitch or you know there's there's frustrating elements as well 
But for the most part, it's like a, it's just been a really fun project to dig into and, and evolve over time because, yeah, when you go back and listen to, you know, we referenced our first episode, you go back yeah. and listen to it. Number one, I guess this episode might be we're, we're going pretty long, yeah. here, which is fine. <laughs> but like we used to have these marathon, like oh hour and a half long episodes with yeah. 12 games on them. And we we're just like, like, man, number one, a pain in the ass to edit. <laughs> and number two, it's a little bit much, you know, it's yeah. like overkill a little bit. So I feel like we've kind of sunken into a groove for the most part. You know, we still have hiccups here and there, like always. You know, it's never going to be perfectly smooth. But like, I don't know. I'm just I've been feeling really good about th- how things have grown. It's been a slow but exponential process. And it's yeah. been uh, been really fun on my end. Yeah, I would agree with that. It's been it's been really good. It's been a really good excuse just to talk to you guys every week. Yeah, yeah. that's another thing. Yeah, that's, that's especially you being across me. the country, man, and especially during this pandemic. Exactly. Yeah, it's honestly been a godsend during the pandemic. Just yep. like having, you know, I've been seeing you guys every week and that's been nice. And in addition to like, you know, having an outlet to talk about something that I'm passionate about. And yep. like, yes, talking with uh, like at least said on the discord, like meeting new people and like finding new things to talk about like uh just every there's always stuff that you don't know that like someone else will and that might be the next favorite thing that you'll have and it's just a great resource and like seeing other people and talking about it it's great yeah yeah everyone's got their own niche and it feels so good to find somebody that even has like a semi-similar niche to you you're just like yes we can relate yeah Yeah, i definitely underestimated the the reach that this would have like I guess I went into it with a just a let let's keep expectations low and you won't be disappointed mindset. <laughs> yeah, I'm typically like, that type of person is, too. Yeah. Which is what we've done for the most part. I mean, expectations are you know we're two years in. It's not like we're blowing up or anything, but it but it does feel like hey, it's it we're moving. You know, we we're making some progress. Moving. We're making some headway, and yep. we're uh, reaching some more folks, and people are finding cool games. Hopefully, thanks to thanks to us. Yeah, the uh, I, I'd say the biggest impact for me is like it got me to play so many games that were definitely outside of my comfort zone because like i like i enjoy indie stuff but like i i generally just in my life i live under a rock so i don't know what's going on (laughs) in any aspect of anything so it's good to like it's it was great having like you guys to you know keep me constantly updated with like what i should be keeping my eye out for and like what would be a good conversation and like, so I've definitely done a lot of like fluctuating, but between like, okay, here's like my PS plus library. And like, I just want to keep going at this and like, yeah. okay, now like I kind of want to switch gears and like get back into the indie stuff with my boys. And so that's, uh, <laughs> if, uh, if anyone has been curious at all about my absence, it's those those fluctuations <laughs> were a big part of it. I, I like to be on when, you know, we're we're all kind of playing the same stuff and we can, you know, I can chat about with each other. So like yeah, you can maybe expect me a little less off often because, you know, I do do my own thing at times, but Nothing. There's no uh falling out or anything, guys. It's all uh it's all, <laughs> yeah, it's we're, all kosher. Uh, we, you know, we made a we made a behind the scenes agreement with DJ once a month. You're allowed on the podcast. <laughs> but no, yeah, I, I like that because it is always fun when we sync up on stuff and can really like dig in like we've kind of done tonight, like dig into. I know we've kind of scratched the surface on some of the or like skimmed it. We could if we were having a Final Fantasy Tactics conversation, I'm sure we could just have a whole episode on that. I'm Hell sure, yeah. if we, especially if we all put some time into it. But like, yeah, I've really loved like 
discovering games, whether it's, again, through people in the Discord throwing stuff, even their own games sometimes, you know, like, hey, this person jumped in our Discord and made this game, or maybe they jumped in and said, hey, I heard your podcast and really appreciated what you said about the game or something like that. Like, just just been really cool to interact with people and feel like it's it's a part of a community you know and and the indie game community i know people talk about like doom scrolling on twitter and instagram and all that stuff and to be honest you know when i'm scrolling through our pursuing pixels uh feed and whatnot it's all good stuff i'm just p- cool pixel art cool games coming out like yeah you know it's i've kind of filtered out all the crap and and it's just kind of cool stuff coming in so it does feel like this kind of you know, loosely tight knit community. It's really cool. There is so much energy coming out of the indie game space these days. It is its own just carved out part of the video game industry and it's getting bigger all the time. And I'm so glad that we're just kind of part of that and can shine a light on these games. Yeah. And the fact that those games are then getting even a little more opportunity to then get released on stuff like Switch or on Xbox One or be included with the Game Pass. Again, we've talked about before. I don't know how much the developers get a kickback from that kind of stuff, but I've read a couple articles like talking about how much like a couple developers at least were like, hey, we put our game on Game Pass and sales went like through the roof, like tripled from what we were at before because people got to try it. Yeah. And that's exactly how I treat the Game Pass. Like, I'm sure everybody doesn't, but I almost use it like demos like, yep. Those games aren't going to be on there forever. Yep. So I love Scourgebringer, West of Dead. I talked about a couple of weeks ago on the podcast. Like, I'm going to buy those on Switch because yep. I love those games. And it's going to be kind of fun to reset my progress So it, I, uh, from my Xbox account. So yep. just, uh, yeah, I just, I just really have, like, kind of bouncing around like we like we have. Yep. For sure. But Hell yeah. Any more, uh, any more thoughts on just... The, what we've been doing in general, or are we pretty good to wrap things up uh, for the evening, guys? We've been talking a while, man. I don't know. Yeah, we have, we've been, <laughs> this we've is been a running our mouths for us. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I got a lot of editing to do here, but uh, but it shouldn't be too bad. We've had some longer ones lately, though. We've been we've had a couple that have cracked an hour lately, we're and chatty. they've been uh, they've been fun. They haven't been like they they were better than our first ones that were a little longer. Well, just yeah. Say. But yeah, yeah, we were figuring things out. Come on, guys. We were figuring things out. But I guess, yeah, real quick before we wrap up, too, and this is not like an official announcement per se, but, uh, you know, being two years in, we put a lot of work and and time into this project. And uh, we are hoping to launch like a Patreon and a a coffee, Mm Ko-Fi, whatever it's called. (laughs) Kofi. You know, I got to do all the pronunciations because I don't know what the hell it's called. Um, K-O-F-I. yeah, yep. exactly. And we're and we're hoping to start that up and probably start it off really simple. We don't again, we'll we have to figure some of this stuff out on our end, too, but just really simple with like a donate what you want kind of thing. And then hopefully we can come up with some like rewards or some kind of things like that. If you have any feedback for us, like things we could do, we've we haven't really spent too much time spitballing that kind of stuff on the back end. But I think we're open to ideas and open to suggestions, yep. no promises that we'll be able to do any of the suggestions <laughs> that you bring to the table, but throw them in the discord. I mean, we're, we're all ears. We want to keep growing this podcast and growing this platform and, and seeing where things go. So Absolutely. please throw out some ideas. Like, like we said, we'll probably start things out simple and we don't know when that will start, but pr- within this year, yep. I would say is probably a, a safe assumption and probably, probably over the summer is probably a safe bet to say we can figure it out by then i hope mm-hmm. um yeah i think we can pretty much wrap things up uh for the uh for two years guys two Let's, years uh, baby. call it a night 
cheers. I hate saying that, but cheers, man. We're all having a drink tonight. <laughs> yes, we are. And uh, yeah, as always, you can find us on the internet at pursuingpixels.com. Easy way to find everything is linktree slash pursuingpixels, but Twitter, Instagram, pay attention to that stuff. We'll probably, uh, you know, if we announce the Patreon stuff, we'll probably do it through there Definitely. and keep you posted on that front. And then the Discord, which again, you can hang out in there, shoot us an email. Um, and that pretty much covers it, I think. YouTube and Twitch too, but that's all on the link tree. But thanks for tuning in. Thanks for listening. And we will uh, catch you next week and next year. Take care, guys. Two years, Bye, baby. Yep. Bye bye. Well, I will say, like, I'm going to be deleting a lot of games off of that PS4 to make room for Final Fantasy VII Remake. Oh, jeez. Is that PS Plus coming? Uh, that it was is. like a month or... Ooh. Yeah, that was like last month. Ooh. I'll be curious to hear about that. Didn't they only release like half of the game at first or something like that? It's part only part of this story. Like, there are going to be multiple chapters of the Final Fantasy oh, VII wow game like yeah so if you think about this the story that happens in final fantasy 7 this only is like the first 10 hours in remake uh but like the uh, remake expands that 10 hours into like 80 a full game <laughs> like, yeah. wow yeah. i'm wondering whether or not i should play through og 7 before doing 7 remakes i've never played through 7 it's worth it as like a historical document. God. Like I think like when I first played through seven, which was like in the past couple of years, like I was like, oh, this is wild to think like this is like the first or one of the first like 3D RPGs. Yeah. Like, yeah. Ever in existence. Yeah. And seeing how it like handles that. And I think it's really It's a unique cool. approach, yeah. That like kind of 2D world that is like pseudo 3D. It's yeah. really cool. Yeah. Like so I think that nine and is like a vastly superior game to seven. In but, that style, yeah. But like seven holds up. Like there's a reason why people are like, this is a masterpiece game. Right. Like, this is pretty damn good. Like and you had the benefit of, of the the fast forward functionality in that version, oh which is God. yeah, yeah, that's no, big re- time. I don't think I could play it without the remaster. Turning <laughs> off random battles, all that stuff. Yeah, yep. That's that is big time. Yep. Like if it were me, which I would probably not play any of these, but like if it, well, I'd be curious a little bit on the remaster. But I would probably like dip my toe into the first one just to get a little flavor. And then be like, let me check out the remaster just to compare and contrast. But like, I'm not going to beat two RP massive RPGs. People seem to love that remaster. I hear it's good. It looks if nothing else, it looks like an experience. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like just the cinematics and the combat and stuff. What kind of file size we talking? 80 gig, 100 gig. What are we looking at? Got it on one. It's like 86. (laughs) Nice. Nice. But Hitman was 28 and I downloaded like one of the five gig level packs. So that's already halfway there. Yep. Just need to delete Horizon Zero Dawn. Oh, no. (laughs) Interesting. I've been thinking about booting that up lately. That's what you need to play, John. I know I will.